What is up, you guys? How the fuck are we all doing? If you guys are listening to this, it means that you are listening to episode number two of my podcast, Abnormally Disabled. I am your host, Dennis Garcia. And if you guys have not listened to episode one, I really urge you to go and check it out. It is the introduction, the meat and potatoes to what this podcast is really all about. And if you guys are listening to episode two before you guys listen to episode one, you're going to miss out on a lot of hot tea. I spill a lot of tea about my life on episode one, and we're going to spill a lot of tea today. But in order for you guys to enjoy this tea, you got to enjoy the last cup of tea that I spilled on my last podcast episode. So if you guys are watching this on YouTube or listening to this on YouTube because I have not started filming my podcast yet, I want to film my podcast starting in 2020. But as of right now, you guys are just getting the audio form. But if you guys are currently watching this on YouTube, I will put a little banner annotation card thingy right above this video. If you look at your right-hand corner, if you're watching the screen as you're listening to this podcast, there will be a little card annotation, exclamation, banner link that I'll have you click on to go listen to the first episode of this podcast. I highly urge you to listen to, to the first episode. Like any good book, it has a beginning, and you should really start listening to this podcast from the beginning. But if you have listened to uh, the first episode, welcome back to the second episode. I really hope that you enjoyed the first podcast. It was really nerve-wracking to film the first podcast because I really didn't know what I was going to say. And a lot of the times when I talk, I tend to put my foot in my mouth, meaning that I say stuff that I really shouldn't, talk about things that I really shouldn't talk about. The only people that I really, really know that listen to my stuff or watch my videos are literally my friends and family members and possibly ex-coworkers and ex-friends. So whenever I open this kind of worm of like me babbling and blabbing on 45 minutes straight on on this podcast, I open myself up to a can of worm of what am I going to say? And knowing damn well that I'm not going to cut it because I am just that bitch. I'm 100% that bitch that is always honest, is always truthful. And sometimes it, it gets me into a little bit of trouble and I am completely fine with burning bridges. I've done it my entire fucking life. I have always been a really honest, brutally honest person. If you were to ask me how your outfit looks, I'm going to be honest with you and tell you if it looks like shit or not. And... That's just the person that I've always been. And if you can't handle my truth, then why? what kind of friend am I? I'm not going to lie to you. I'm always going to be honest with you. I'm always going to be honest with myself because I have spent years trying to please other people. And finally, when I had my mental breakdown at 25 years old, I, I literally, I physically had a mental breakdown at 25. And uh, I, I guess we're going to talk about that today because... It just came out. I wasn't planning on talking about my fucking mental breakdown. But as as I told you guys, whenever I open my mouth, I open myself up to open a can of worms that I don't really need to open again and talk about shit that is so far past who I am now. It isn't really necessary to bring up. But for context, for you guys to know who I am as a person, I think that it is extremely necessary to bring up everything, just kind of throw word vomit, word vomit everything up and uh, let you guys in on my fucking fucked up mentality and my fucked up childhood and my fucked up life. And um, yeah, guys, it is currently December 5th, uh, Thursday, 2019, when you guys are listening to this podcast. But currently where I am at recording this podcast, it is... December the 2nd, which is a Tuesday, no, which is a Monday, which means that it is Britney Spears' birthday today. Hold on, if it's today's the 2nd, 3rd, 4th, yeah, the podcast will be posted on Thursday the 5th. I'm recording this on Monday, December the 2nd, on the Queen's birthday, Queen Britney Spears, and it is currently like 2.30 in the morning, and once again, your boy has trouble sleeping so i am uh wide awake right now and i have to go to school in a few hours and i also have to go to work this afternoon so i'm gonna be very fucking cranky but you know what it's fine december is one of my favorite months and not for the reason that you think a lot of people think that 
excuse me, wow, that was fucking disgusting of me, and I apologize for being such a gross fucking pig. <laughs> Anyways, December is one of my favorite months, but not for the reason that you think. A lot of the people in this world or in the U.S. or whatever first world country you're in, most people like December because of the Christmas season. The holiday spirit, people are jolly and happy and Merry Christmas and lights everywhere and beautiful decorations everywhere. Not me. I actually hate the holidays. I hate Christmas. I hate Thanksgiving. I hate anything that involves acting fake with your family because I hate being fake. I am a very introverted, um, resting bitch face, quiet, shy kind of dude. And I just don't really enjoy the holidays because it brings out the worst in people in the best way. It brings out a lot of like two-faced, a lot of fakeness, a lot of like, oh, how are you? I have not seen you in forever. We should hang out more. And then like you never fucking hear from people again. And I hate that fucking fakeness. I hate fake family. I hate fake friends that come out of the woodworks just to like wish you a Merry Christmas. And then you don't hear from them until next fucking year when Christmas comes around again. And I just don't fly like that. I don't like the fakeness, as you guys can already tell. But the reason why December is my favorite month is because I love the cold. It feeds my dead soul. I love freezing temperatures. I love the snow. If I could live in the snow, I would live in the snow. But unfortunately, I there's no snow in Phoenix. Phoenix is one of those places that... Never fucking snows. And if I want to go see the snow, I have to drive two hours up north to Flagstaff, which I don't mind, but I would rather have snow in my own backyard. Um, it, it hasn't been as cold in Phoenix as it has been the last couple of years, which I'm really disappointed about. But today is really fucking cold and I am enjoying every fucking minute of it. I'm literally in my boxers and a t-shirt sitting in my closet recording this podcast because it has great acoustics and I have the AC on. I have the air conditioner on and I sleep next to a window and I can feel the cold air just like seeping into my skin and into my soul and feeding my dead heart and I'm just like, fuck, I love the cold. And so I started doing this thing yesterday. I started it yesterday it is a brand new thing that i'm starting to like better my lifestyle as you guys know i have gotten really big on like astrology and tarot card reading and things like that um i recently downloaded this app called the pattern and it is freakishly one of the best astrological horoscopy personality trait type apps that i have ever gotten in my life like previously to this i would usually go on like astrology.com or i would use the app costar to like kind of read up on my astrology for the day and kind of see like where my week was headed where my month was headed but guys if you guys have not uh checked out the app the pattern and you guys are huge on like astrology universe your past life not like your past life like who you were before you were you but like your current past life like this app will literally tell you why you are how you are why you're so fucked up in the head it literally like tells you this is why you are why you are. This this happened to you and this is why today you are this person. And if you don't change who you are and how fucked up you are today, this is what you have to look forward to over the next couple of months, over the next couple of ye- years. And it is truly and eerily accurate. I, I, I passed this app over to, uh, to my sister-in-law and she was like shooketh. She was like, wow, this is 100% accurate to like who I am as a person. And it's really interesting. All you really have to do is put exactly the city that you were born in, uh, the date, obviously your birth date, and the time that you were born. And it has to be like the exact time. Like, like for me, I was born at 6.41 a.m. And it really affects the personality. If you get the time wrong, you're going to get all wrong information. Because it takes the information from the constellations, the stars and everything, the sun, the, the placement of like the planets... It takes everything into consideration from the exact time that you were born in order to sort of give you a detailed uh, look at who you are now as a person and, and 
what happened throughout your life and, and how you became to be who you are and the stuff that hurt you, the things that made you vulnerable or or close off people or insecurities, it really brings everything out for you and kind of lays the cards out on the table and lets you know like, hey, look, because of A, B, and C, if you don't change or if you don't overcome or let go of these things that are still hurting you, you're going to get one, two, three. And it, it, it's a really cool app. It, I like it. This is not sponsored, obviously. Um, my foot is numb, so I really need to move my leg. So just give me a brief moment to adjust myself. Okay, now that we're adjusted. Yeah, if you guys want to go and check out a really cool app, check out the pattern. I am not sponsored by it by any means necessary. Uh, obviously, only like 20 people listened to my last podcast, which I don't mind. But obviously, I'm not sponsored. Just letting you guys know, with the amount of listeners that I have, I am not sponsored. But um, go check out the app, The Pattern. It's really, really cool. It's on the App Store. I don't know if it's on the Android uh, Play Store. But it is on the iOS App Store for iPhones and iPads and all that fun stuff. But um, now I really want to talk to you guys about my mental breakdown. And uh, all of the stuff that happened after that mental breakdown and prior to, I briefly touched up on my life after 25 on the last episode. And that's kind of where we got into like my sexual history, a little bit about my ex and kind of the aftermath of the breakup with my ex. But I don't think I ever really talked about what led me there. And it was honestly a quarter life crisis and i think i i did talk about that i did i did tell you guys that i kind of went through a quarter life crisis but in a nutshell it was a breakdown it was a legit mental breakdown so to kind of start it all off i started to date my ex um in september of 2014 and i think at that time i was 22 Two, freshly 22 or 23. I, I, I don't want to do the math right now. Uh, I think I was 23. I had just turned 23. And I was with him for two and a half years. So from 23 to 25 and a half, we were together. And as soon as I graduated high school at 18, I really didn't have plans to go back to school. I thought school was a waste of time. I thought college was a waste of time. And I was just planning on working jobs for my entire life and not really wanting a career because I thought college wasn't necessary. I don't need to go to college to have a good job. And I'm fine working these dead-ass, dead-end jobs. And the older that I got, the more that I realized I should really go back to school. Uh, Excuse me once again. And during my whole relationship with my ex, I had a lot of doubts. I had a lot of doubts with where I was going with my own life as an individual, where this relationship was going to go. And also, I didn't really want to stay in Phoenix. I... I had a fear of being in one place for too long because for the longest time, I was always just complacent in making people happy, not doing things that I wanted to do because it would make the people in my life sad. You know, I didn't travel because... My family didn't want me to go. I didn't do the things that I wanted to because my exes were embarrassed of the fact that I was trying to start a channel or that I was trying to get into photography or that I wanted to be out there and outgoing and film and vlog. I I, I was always so complacent in just making other people happy that I forgot what I liked and what I wanted for my own life. So at around 24, I was at this dead end job. I was, I was essentially, I was, okay. 
So I was making really good money at this job for AT&T, and it was a customer care call center for DirecTV. And I was making really good cash, but I wasn't happy. I wasn't fulfilled. I felt like all the cash that I made went to bills, and that's it. I was just sort of living to pay bills. And I started to get doubts about where my own life was headed. You know, at where would I be at in my 30s? You know, would I still be at the same job? Would I still be unhappy and unfulfilled? Um, And then with my relationship with my ex at the time, obviously, we were together. And I just kept thinking, like, where do where are we going to stand? Like, are are we going to be together forever? Like, my ex wouldn't compromise for me, which was one of the, I guess, break breaking points for me as to why I decided to end it. Like, he would just never compromise, and it was always just me compromising and and me making efforts. And it got to the point where, like, I just started to contemplate my entire existence, my job, my career, where I was, where I wanted to be, who I was with, and if that person was the correct person for me. And I remember I called everybody that I knew, my cousins, my friends, my sister-in-law, my mom, my brothers, and I would call them, like, often crying just like having mental breakdowns crying outside of the porch crying in my car finding a place where i could comfortably cry and be myself because i know that if i cried in front of my ex or i went to my ex for a hug or reassurance or to make me feel better and comfort me i wouldn't receive that you know my ex was never really the type to be comforting and I don't know if that was just because he didn't love me or if that's just because that's the type of person he was but I never really received comfort I never really felt comfortable going to my ex with my problems and I started to go to other people with my problems and at the time I didn't really realize how toxic of me that was that I gave my problems to people who already had problems. And a lot of the times I feel like it's good to see a psychiatrist and to see a therapist because they're being paid to handle your problems. They're being paid to help you carry your baggage. But at the time, at 24, I was just calling all of my friends and crying to them. And they were comforting me the best that they knew how. And I contemplated for a year breaking up with my fiancé at the time. But I was so in love with him that I didn't want to end it. Because I I thought, things are going to get better. Right now, we're just kind of going through a hardship. It's going to get better. It's going to get better. And like month after month, I told myself, it's going to get better. It's going to get better. Until... One day I realized that I was in a deep depression. I was anxious all the time. I felt like I couldn't be myself, like I couldn't talk to him, like I couldn't stutter without him being annoyed at me that I I had a stutter. And it really made me feel like a shitty person because I'm like, I can't do anything right. I don't have a good job. I don't have a good career. I can't make my fiance love me. I can't make him comfort me. I can't get affection from him. Like, I am not happy in this relationship. Even though I love, I loved him, I was in love with him, I would have fucking left to China if he asked me. If he was like, hey, I want you to come with me to North Korea. I'd be like, yes, let's pack our shit. I will move with you tonight. The amount of trust that I had in him that he didn't have in me drove us apart drove me away from him I think he had already like 
made up his bed and he was like fine with the idea that like he's here whatever we're not gonna break up i'm not gonna break up with him and i'm just gonna write this out until he decides to end it and one day in my depressed anxious hadn't gotten out of bed in days called off of my job for days um one day it was in november of 2016 and i had talked to my boss and my old job and i was like look this is what's happening. I am having a breakdown. I am severely depressed. I am severely anxious and I want to quit. And she, she straight up sat me down and she was like, look, I don't want you to quit because you are a good asset to this company, even though you have a stutter. And even though you feel like you are not good enough for this job, you are. And it made me feel better. So she was like, here's what we're going to do. I am going to um, put, in a, put in a request for you to take some time off and just kind of figure things out, see where you're at. Once that time comes to an end, if you still would like to quit, we can, we can quit. We can get you all the paperwork and you can quit. But I really want you to take some time to just really think about it and soak it in and really make sure that this is the right decision for you. And I really appreciated her for that. She was one of the greatest bosses that I have ever had in my life, aside from the boss that I have now and my job that I have now. She's also a really amazing boss and really understanding boss. But she was basically like, how much time would you like? And I wasn't sure. I I didn't know what to tell her because I had never been in a position where I could I could risk my life and still have that backup option in case things didn't pan out the way that I thought they would. And I was like, you know what? I feel like I need like a month off, a solid month off. And so this was like mid-November. She was like, okay, would you like to go now or would you like to go at the end of the day? And I said, I, I, I really just want to, go now and i got the paperwork signed she was like okay you leave on the 12th of november and you're coming back on the 11th of next month is that okay and i was like yeah that's fine walk out the door i'm like bawling my eyes out i feel free i feel like a huge weight had been just lifted off my shoulders and i was like i'm gonna figure things out i'm gonna take a vacation at this point, I had saved around 2200 in the bank. And I was like, I talked to my, my fiance at the time and I was like, hey, just FYI, I am going on a little vacation for a m- month to California, to Los Angeles with my cousin and just kind of figure my life out. And... I was like, I'm not going to just up and go. I didn't quit my job. I still have my job. It's only going to be for this amount of time. I have the cash for all the bills. So I'm not going to go and just not have the bills paid. And he was upset. I mean, rightly so. I just kind of made this decision on a whim which has kind of sort of been my life. I, at that point, I got tired of making other people happy. And I wanted to just really do things that made me happy. So ever since that day, that's how I've lived my life until now. For the last like four years, four, four years, I've been, uh, if I want to just pack up my shit and go, I have the right to because... It's my life. And if I am not happy in a place, I'm leaving <laughs> to wherever I want to go. And if I'm not happy at that place, I'll come back. And that's exactly what I did. And I understood that in a relationship, there always has to be like communication and understanding and compromise. But at that point, I wasn't really getting anything from him as far as like understanding, compassion, affection, love, compromise in the 
two years at that point that we had been together, I never once felt like I could come for him for comfort. And so at that point, I was just like, you know what? It is what it is. I'm not going to be an asshole and leave you without paying for the bills and stuff. So I was like, here's for, for, for this. Here's for that. And I packed my stuff. I called up my cousin. And she literally came to pick me up the day that I called her, which is something that I will forever be appreciative appreciative of. Um, I like literally called her that day when I got out of that job, and I was like, "Hey, I," I was like crying on the phone, and I was like, and "She was like, what's wrong? Like, what what's going on?" And I like I told her I was like, "So I'm I kind of quit my job for a month, and." Explained to her the whole situation. And she's like, well, what do you want to do? And I was like, I really want to just get away from everything. I want to get away from this life that I'm in because I'm so unhappy. And I just want to figure shit out. And she was like, well, do you want me to go and pick you up? And I was like, when can you? And she goes, today. So she like literally got off her job, got off, got off work. She drove all the way six hours to come pick me up. She picked me up like around, I think it was like midnight. And we immediately drove back to, to Cali. Um, she, drove on, she drove the way here and then I decided to drive on the way back. And she like fell asleep and I was just driving, enjoying the, the road. I love to travel. I love to drive. If I can drive long distances... It is truly my happy place. I can drive for hours without any sleep, and it's just like my safe haven. I love road tripping. I love traveling. I love driving. And so to me, that first feel of true freedom really just hit me. And for the first time in years, I was happy. And I remember we got to Long Beach at around 6.30 in the morning and we stopped by this breakfast place and we sat down. We were both exhausted as fuck. We had coffee and French toast. And I just remember just like this really euphoric feeling of happiness. And... I had never felt that much happiness in my life. And the first day there was amazing. Like, I, 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 I didn't really have time to think about what I had just done. I literally packed clothes to last me a, a, a month. I broke, essentially broke up with my ex or, or I guess took a break. But we all know when you say take a break, it essentially means break up. I mean, let's be honest. Taking a break from a relationship is like going to eventually lead up to a breakup. And that whole day, I didn't really have time to really think of what I had just done. That was the first time that I really made that rash of a decision without really thinking about it. And so that that whole night, I that the whole first... Okay, so I spent 24 hours there... No, I spent like a good, maybe a good 19 hours just like exhausted, sleeping, going to the beach, um, driving around LA and just trying to live my best life. And then I lay down to sleep and everything comes crashing down on me. The truth bomb of what I just fucking did comes crashing down. And my cousin is asleep, literally in the bed next to me, knocked the fuck out, snoring, just living her best sleeping life. And I'm like, two two o'clock in the morning, I'm like, fuck, what the fuck did I do? I had an apartment, I had a great job, I had a decent relationship where I was kind of happy. I was like, fuck, I have to get this back. I have to get back with my ex. And so I called him like crying at like two in the morning. And like, of course, you know, he picked up and he was like, hello. And I was like, babe, I'm sorry I broke up with you. Can you please take me back? I regret breaking up and I regret leaving. And I just want to be in bed next to you. And I just want you to hold me and I want to kiss you. 
And he was like, obviously, yeah, I'll take you back. Like, it's fine. He goes, just have fun in Cali. I'll see you when you get back. And I was just like, I can't be without you for another minute. My dumbass. In the midst of everything, at like 3.30 in the morning, I go online. I go to American Airlines. I book a fucking one-way plane ticket back to Phoenix without a second fucking thought. Spend $400 on a one-way flight to Phoenix at 10 o'clock in the morning. And my fucking ass could not wait to get to the airport for my 10 o'clock flight to Phoenix. And so I call an Uber to pick me up at 5.30 in the morning when my flight isn't for another four fucking hours. I wake up my cousin and I feel so bad at this point because she literally drove just less than 24 hours prior to me being there. She drove all the way to Phoenix to pick me up just for me to fucking call an Uber, not even 24 hours later, to take me to the airport, to take me to Phoenix. And it was one of the stupidest decisions that I have ever made, but one of the best decisions that I ever made. Because not only did I spend $400 on a one-way ticket back to Phoenix thinking I'm going to go back home to my ex and we're going to kiss and we're going to be together and he's going to realize that I would literally die for him and we are going to live a happy life. So I tell my cousin, I'm sorry, I am leaving. And she goes, why? What? Ha-? She was like half asleep still. And I explained to her the situation. She was like, I just, ugh. what she told me just like broke my fucking heart. And like, I can get teary eyed just thinking about it because I love my cousin so fucking much. And I know that whenever she tells me something like this, because we're not technically like the touchy feely type of cousins she's like my best fucking friend like we are honest about everything to each other but we're not really that like sentimental type of cousins and she told me look i just want you to be happy and if going back to phoenix right now will will make you happy then you should go back to Phoenix. And I was like, I love you. I appreciate you picking me up last night. I appreciate everything you do for me. But I just really got to go back to Phoenix. And she was like, I understand. I'm not pissed off at you. I'm not mad. I had fun today. I just really, I just really want you to be happy. And so 5.30 comes around. And I get picked up uh, with the Uber. He takes me to the airport to fucking the the biggest, most busiest airport in the country, possibly besides JFK. I was it literally felt like a fucking movie. Like I felt like I was watching my life through the eyes of like somebody watching a tv show like i was there in the back of the uber in the back of the uber just like driving from long beach to fucking los angeles airport and it's just it it felt like this fake movie moments type of of situation and so once i get to the airport it's like 6 30 i have like a good few hours left off to go on the airplane because the flight did not leave till 1030. And I'm like, okay, so I'm not going to tell, you know, my fiance that I'm on my way back. I want to get to Phoenix. I want to surprise him. And I want him to just be happy and not expect me back. So the whole f- the whole time that I was at the airport, he was basically like, hey, good morning. What are you up to? And I was just like, oh, I'm just laying in bed, about to go shower. I'm going to go to the beach right now and just hang out. But like secretly, I was at the airport waiting to like board a plane and go back to Phoenix. And so 10 o'clock comes around. I get on the on the airplane and 45 minutes, we're in Phoenix. 
And I call a lift to take me to my parents' house so I can pick up the car and go back to my apartment. And so there I am. It's like 12-ish, 1 o'clock in the afternoon. I think my fiancé got off of work like at 3. So by that time, I was already home. And I had like bought him something, some of like his like favorite snacks, like his his favorite chips, his favorite cookies. I got him his favorite coffee. And I just kind of put it all out on the table. I got him like a bouquet of flowers. So like when he opened up the door and saw the flowers and everything, he would be like, wow, I wonder who's here. My fiance, who I love so much. And so... Everything is like put on the table, everything is like set up, and I hear the door and the, the, the door about to open. And as he opens the door, his face is just like monotone, completely monotone. He's like, what are you doing here? And I was like, I just came back to surprise you from the airport because I wanted to see you. And he goes, nobody asked you to. And he just walked right past me and he went straight into the bathroom and I just fucking stood there shocked with like my mouth dropped all the way to the floor. I just spent $400, took a plane ride, which at the time I fucking hated airplanes. I hated heights. I had this fear of, like, death, and I still have a fear of death, but I had this fear of, like, being up in the air in an airplane and, like, plummeting down to my death. It's it's part of my existential crisis. We'll talk about it in a different podcast episode. But I was like, I just literally, I was sweating balls on this plane. I was, my hands were sweating. I was literally in short shorts and a tank top in November fucking sweating my ass off because of how scared I was to be on this plane. For me to come home, pay $400 for me to be home, to be with you, and you say nobody asked you to. Like, you know how fucking, how fucked up I felt, how stupid I felt, how humiliated and embarrassed I felt by the fact that I did this like grand gesture to my fiance that I was willing to do this for him just to be told nobody asked you to. So at that point, I was back in Phoenix. There was nothing I could have done. I couldn't go back to Cali even if I wanted to. That whole fucking fucking flight was expensive as shit. And so I figured, you know what? I'll just I'll stay back here in Phoenix. I'll have my vacation here and we will make the best of it. And that whole entire month, my ex made it miserable for me. He was like, well, since you don't have a job right now, why don't you do the dishes? Why don't you do this? Go do this. Go do something. Blah, 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 blah. And I was like, it's my vacation. Like, I literally paid off what I had to pay. I can clean. Like, that's not an issue. But, like, I am not your fucking maid. Like, it was just horrible it was like he didn't want me there and it was like he was excited that i was gone and so when i came back i guess i kind of like fucked up his plans of like being alone for like a month and that's kind of when everything went downhill uh it was around december of that same year 20 2016 and i couldn't take it anymore he was being a miserable cunt to me and i just i couldn't do it anymore and i was like you know what we sh- we should break up and i don't know why he started crying because he never really showed any affection towards me he never really gave me that and so i was confused as to why like he was sad that we were breaking up or that i was breaking up with him and at that point i had decided that that was that that was it there was no going back if i was breaking up with him today this was the end and the original plan was for me to take over the that apartment but the contract for that apartment was not over until february so we were going to be together in that apartment 
and literally sleep in the same bed, live in that same 500 uh, square foot apartment for the next two and a half months, broken up, sleeping in the same bed. And for the first two weeks, I could have handled it. It was awkward, but it was fine. You know, I still had needs. And I was like, hey, do you want to fuck? And he was like, yeah, let's fuck. So we would fuck and we were not together. And then this thing started happening where he would spend all his time in a different part of the house. So anytime that I was around him, he would either go to the bathroom, the living room, the bedroom, anywhere to not be away from where I was. And he wouldn't come to bed till like two o'clock in the morning and he would always be on his phone. And at this point I was like, okay, he's obviously talking to somebody and I couldn't take it. I couldn't take watching me lose my fiance to somebody else, even though I was the one who ended the whole thing, even though I was the one who broke up with them. I, I didn't want to, but I knew that I had to. And so for me, watching him fall in love with another person right in front of my eyes was one of the hardest things that I ever had the pleasure of seeing, <laughs> even though it wasn't a pleasure. It was fucking hell. And so the next month, it was January 5th, 2017, I told him that I was going to pack my stuff and that I was going to leave. At that point, I still had a little bit of money saved up from that last time. I think I had like a good 900 in the bank. And I basically told him like, look, I'm sorry, but I cannot pay you for what I have to pay you for this this whole bills, rent, and all that stuff because I need this cash to like try to survive out there while I try and find a place, while I try to find a job. And he basically told me, all right, pack all your shit and get the fuck out right now. And so I literally had like a good half hour to just pack all of my stuff. I literally, literally put everything in a trash bag and I had one last to talk with him. And I remember this because it was one of the hardest talks that I ever had to do with a person that I loved and one of the hardest answers that I ever got from him. And I asked him, I was like, so did you ever really truly love me? And he went, nope, never did. And then I asked him, I was like, so two and a half years of us being together, you never loved me. Do you have anything else to say before I walk out this door? And he straight up looked me in the eyes and said, nope, you can get out now. And so with that, I packed up my bags, my huge trash bags full of all of my things. I like literally left everything that we got together behind. So any pictures that we took, any pictures we had, any like furniture, TVs, things we've bought together or things that I bought for, for that apartment, I was just like, you know what? You can have it all. I do not want one single piece of me and you or any sort of piece of you to be reminded of how horrible the last two and a half years of my life were. And then the next day, I literally packed my stuff and I moved to Los Angeles with my cousin for a year and a half. And then that's how it all started. The whole me being a whore, being a slut situation. That's kind of how it all transpired. Um, but that's not the whole story, though. There's more to that situation. Um, and this is where I fucked up in that situation. But I, I, I'm going to save this next situation for the next podcast because I feel like that needs its own story. Um, but I fucked up too. Towards the end of the relationship, I fucked up too. I did, I did things that I shouldn't have. Um, but that'll, that'll be for the next podcast. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I literally had a breakdown and... A good three years later, 
here we are. And life really does get better. I know a lot of people tell you guys that. I know you hear it from everybody. You know, life gets better. It's going to get better. Honestly, life is a roller coaster ride. You know, you have your highs and you have your lows. And unless you're going to die, you're going to live a roller coaster life until the day you die. You know, I've had my good years and I've had my bad years. I had my good months and I've had my bad months. I've had my good days and I have my bad days. This year alone has probably been one of the best years of my life. I got to travel to fucking Baltimore, Boston, Washington, D.C., New York, Miami, Colorado, like, I got to do things that I never in a million dream, a million years dreamed I would do. And this year by far has been one of the best in learning about who I am as a person, learning about how to be happy being alone and being single, and just really getting to know who I am as a person. I'm still, I'm st- even though I've been, I've, the, the, let me start that again. Even though I have been alone and uh, single for, it's going to be exactly three years today. Holy fucking shit. Today marks three years since I broke up with my ex. It was the fifth. I broke up with him on the fifth. And then a month later on the fifth of January, I officially moved out. Holy fucking shit. Yeah. So exactly three years ago, three years ago today, I became single. And while I have been with other people and I've dated around and I've gone on dates, nobody has really stuck. And it's not because I'm not boyfriend material. I think I'm very much boyfriend material. It's just that I have set these high standards for myself. And I told myself that I wasn't going to... That I wasn't going to settle. You know, the next boyfriend that I got that I was serious about would have to be the guy that I would spend the rest of my life with. And I just haven't found that yet. And that's okay. And as of right now, I'm still currently trying to find myself and and trying to continue to find what drives me and what drives my passions and what makes me happy. And this podcast just happens to be one of those things that keeps me excited about life because it means that I get to make content that I am proud of and reach a new audience that otherwise I would not have reached. And I think the best thing that ever happened to me was honestly breaking up with my fiance. It was 100% the best decision that I ever made solely for the fact that I got to learn that it's okay to be single, that it's okay to be alone, that it's okay to be scared But it's also okay to want to do things your way and live your life how you see fit and follow your goals and dreams and not be ashamed or embarrassed or feel like you have to dumb down who you are in order to not embarrass a person. And I don't know. I I feel like at the end of the day or at the end of this mental breakdown that I had, I came out of the other side really, really happy. And for a while, it was really hard to adjust to being alone and sleeping alone. And I think that's where a lot of what happened after that breakup really came into play, is that I still couldn't not feel affection from somebody. And now where I, where I'm at in life now like I am happy being single I don't need to have somebody every other n- night in order to feel satisfied like if I'm being 100% blunt 100% real 100% honest I get off 
on just masturbating honestly like i jerk off like two two times a day sometimes four and i'm happy i'm happy just watching porn and masturbating and not having somebody enter me at all hours of the day and yes i do still have my little fuck buddies that come over at from time to time i have them on like fucking rotation like i have a good four or five that i see every couple of months and that keeps me going um but yeah we're gonna talk about all of this stuff don't you guys worry we're gonna talk about all of my fucked up relationships all of my fucked up past my fucked up life and how fucked up but happy i currently am right now in the next few podcasts is this but um aside from that i really hope that you guys enjoyed this podcast i know it was long i know it was deep I know a few of you listening have heard this story a million fucking times. I've told this story on my YouTube channel. I've told this story to my cousins. I've told this story to my friends. Everyone that I know knows this story. But I'm really trying to be honest with you guys and be open with you guys because I want to start this podcast off right. And I want to start it by being honest. And I want to start it by telling you guys how I got to where I am now and that it wasn't always an easy, easy trip. You know, I, at 25, I did go to a, I did go through a really serious fucked up mental breakdown. I lost everything. I lost my fiance. I lost my apartment. I lost my car. I literally lost it all. And I had to move in order to create my own happiness and once i found my happiness in california i felt strong enough to come back to phoenix and we're going to talk about that part in a different episode um but not everything not everything is forever no one situation is going to be that situation forever and all it really takes is you changing it if you're not happy with your partner if you're not happy in a job if you're not happy in a career if you're not happy with a family member it's up to you to change it it's up to you to create your own destiny i know it sounds impossible and i know it sounds crazy and i know it sounds like it's it's not gonna help but truly it really does you'll find happiness will there be sadness along that road yes there's like I said, guys, life is a roller coaster. Life like our whole entire life from birth to death is a roller coaster. You're literally on this r- roller coaster whether it's it's going up for years or going down for years or just on a straight line path for years and nothing exciting is going on. You're going to have ups and downs and you're going to have plateaus. And that's just that. Life is just that. And I don't know, you gotta, you have this one life, you have this one life, do what you want with it, it's your life, at the end of the day, it's not about what your parents think, it's not about what your fiance thinks, it's not about what your, what your friends think, or your coworkers or your, or your peers, you are living your life solely based on what makes you happy, and that's the advice that I'm going to leave you with today. Um, But aside from that, you guys, I hope that you enjoyed this week's podcast. And with this, I will give you guys my outro. I hope that you guys are having a good day and a good week and a good month and a good year and a good life. And I will see you guys on the next one. Bye.